<laughs> and that's what I always think of whenever a guy's like, I got to keep my hands soft. I always think of that. All right, Cap. Uh, I know that in uh, in in fancy production land, no one like 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 this. Is, this show has a little bit of Hollywood magic to it. We can do whatever we want, and people don't really know what we edit out or what we share or what we don't share. But I'd be remiss to not uh, to not cue people into to the process, to pull the curtain back, to go a little bit behind the scenes and ask them why we're recording an episode on Sunday night after we tried to do one yesterday maybe what mm-hmm. what 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 happened why why are we back here what what happened well <laughs> we recorded an episode that got really real and raw and uh and probably a bit bitter in my part we uh we ended up talking more about the uh, drama that's been going on in the Dota 2 scene, the Me Too movement, and Toby at length. And uh, as a result of that, uh, it, was, uh, it was a very angry episode. So uh, I really listened to it that night, last night, and uh, I said, yeah, yeah, this is, this is probably not good podcasting material. Uh, I was very bitter. You know, I think part of the problem with admitting this to people is that people are going to be like, oh, man, I want to hear what they had to say. Like, maybe it was so mm-hmm. good and they took it off. But um, I, I, I think right after we finished recording, we both went like, hmm, maybe, maybe not. And then we listened to the audio right back and you were like, yeah, probably, definitely not for a lot of reasons, all of which are valid. I think that, you know, we did we did such a good <laughs> – I shouldn't say that. I, I I was gonna say I think we did such a good job last week with with both Moxie and Nessa to actually talk about this stuff that it felt weird to bring it up again. Um, yeah. I, I I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much. I do think that we did a good job, and mostly they did a good job. And I also don't know like I know that everything is still very very hot and fresh and relevant uh, in regards to that whole drama, but I don't think spending another full hour trying to re-traumatize people and hash out all of our opinions on it is the best way to go. And also. You and I both got a little like a little heated and not necessarily at each other but just like 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 salty at people or I watched you go through uh, the entire red gradient scale. Like if you if you pulled up on Wikipedia like every color of red, you went from like a nice little peach or pink like all the way to fire truck and back. So I I think that um you know we 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 do have opinions on a lot of this stuff and I don't think that we talked about all of our opinions last week and i think some of them will trickle out further and further but i think that for the moment we should just kind of put the topic to bed like let it rest for a little bit and i don't know if that's also a bad thing to do because you know like is us not talking about it more allowing it to go away without change uh i'm pretty sure we are mostly preaching to the choir uh when it comes to our audience. Uh, I think we have not really disguised our opinions too much on these things. So mm-hmm. uh, I feel like most people that disagree with us probably aren't listening to the podcast in the first place. And I also am not sure if this, like, I mean, this is not really what our audience comes to the podcast for. Yeah. Like, I'm glad we you took our opportunity to use that platform. But uh, that was like one of the reasons I didn't want to redo it. I was just like, have people. <laughs> That's not what people come to the Sightbolt podcast for, you know? Uh, yeah. If anything, they're they're probably looking for a little bit of light and happiness to uh, to get away from all the doom and gloom that uh, that is going around Dota and is going around the esports scene in general right now because, holy shit, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. The, uh, the Smash scene, for anybody who doesn't know, has been absolutely abhorrent and uh i currently have up a document that's like 60 pages on on my uh third monitor and yeah it's so it's a wild times man but uh 
Can we gloss? Are we going to gloss over three monitors? What kind of big baller setup do you have going on there? Do you actively use all three of those? Like, yes, I use all three of them. There was a time where uh, I actually built a new computer recently, and my old computer had some sort of problem, um, and one of my monitors wasn't working as a result, and uh, I really did not like that. Do you, Ever do you, since I, I got to three monitors, man, it's great. I've got Dota on the main screen here on the left side. I've usually got uh, chat on the right side. I've got OBS and Spotify and all kinds of other programs. It's great. If I could have a fourth monitor that would set up and like some of those those uh, like Reddit posts you see of like, this is my workstation, you know, and they've got like six different monitors. I would have something like that. Honestly, it's, it's fantastic. Have you ever tried a vertical monitor setup? No, I'm going to at some point in time, but uh, none of these monitors, it, all, all three monitors are different, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> these, these, uh, these monitors have been accumulated over, over uh, years, so <laughs> yeah, I, they're I, all a little different. At some point in time, I will be successful enough in my life that I will have four different identical or three different identical monitors and then a fourth one that's vertical or some shit but that, that's a big spend yeah. especially if you're getting like three nice monitors that's like oof, that, that, that can be a little pricey i don't oh man no one's gonna yeah. know on the podcast but you definitely didn't drink that water right i just want to point it out that i that i watched you what? not like I, I watched that water spill off your lip what you're high no, I'm not. i have no there's no water here Oh, I would cop to 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 I'm, miss drinking some water. I'm but. I, I'm gonna play that back on the uh, on on the video feed. Okay. Anywho, uh, that shouldn't make the show. <laughs> uh, fucking, I I recently tried a a monitor and a vertical monitor setup, and at first I'm mm -hmm. like, man, not everything snaps to the vertical monitor properly. But just being able to like have have vertical feeds up, like a like a Twitter or a Reddit or a Discord or a Slack, and have that extra top width. Mm, it, it feels really good. It feels really, really good. And I can imagine for a situation, especially for like Twitch chat, to have Twitch chat on a vertical monitor, you get that little bit of extra space. You get you got more eye room to work with. Mm -hmm. I, I, I highly recommend uh, if you're doing the multi-monitor thing to have one of them vertical. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely do it that at some point in time. But yeah, uh, yeah, L last week sucked. And uh, let me just say, the one shining light in my life right now is uh, is Dungeons and Dragons. I'm getting into that hardcore, man. I've been, you know, I've been a video game nerd all my life. At some point in time, I became a board game nerd. We've talked about that, and now I'm gonna become a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. It's great. I the the little bit of time that I've played like pen and paper role playing games, I feel like I struggled to get into it, and I don't know if it's my own inability to detach myself from reality for storytelling, or if it's like the people I was playing with or the environment I was playing in. But I feel like my my first, I I, I didn't play D and D specifically. I I, I played um a, a different type of RPG, but I guess it's similar enough. And I, I was like. I get it, but also I don't know if this is for me. So, like, what could I possibly be missing? Like, like what what are you deriving the enjoyment from? Um, I'm deriving the enjoyment from a couple things from uh, the people that I'm doing it with. So, I started. Uh, I basically joined in on Moonducks D and D session that they've been having going on for a long time. So it's Purge, Moxie, um, Gareth, and uh, Jenkins. So it is those four and then me. Uh, so I'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of the people that I'm playing with. Uh, I get a lot of enjoyment out of the ridiculousness of the, the characters and things like that. I have read fantasy books for all my life. Um, I am very much into escapism when I, when I read. Mm -hmm. uh, I am usually not there to learn. I'm usually there to engross myself into a story. So I can definitely submerge all the way and be in a universe. So that works pretty well for me. And then it's, you know, there's little things like, oh, it gets me like some experience to do some voice acting and acting and stuff like that. That's fun. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of things for it. Yeah, maybe maybe I need different people to play with. Maybe I could I can just blame everyone else aside from myself when really it's probably like 
I, I feel like I only have a good time being silly or disconnected from reality in that way when I'm still like... Uh, maybe it was when I was playing D&D, it, it felt like there wasn't like a goal or a purpose or an end thing. Like I feel like I, mm. can, I can be like silly on a show because I know I'm entertaining people. Maybe if I was doing D&D for like a broadcast, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm entertaining people. So it's a thing. But just to do it for maybe without an audience is is what hurt i i really it's really I hard for me to, to 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 pinpoint what like because i don't want to say it felt like i was wasting my time but maybe maybe i wasn't comfortable enough submitting to um just submitting to the the the, the, the silliness or the, or the whimsy no i could i could totally see that uh i have not played D uh without an audience yet um i am currently so i've got this campaign i'm a part of with uh, the moon duck people um the same guy is going to try and put together a another campaign which is very likely going to be me shiver lyrical ld and then plus one and then on top of that we're going to try and get a one shot which is just uh for those who don't know it's just like a single um single short adventure in the space of like two to four hours mm-hmm. um and then that is going to be me uh slacks blitz uh i'm hopefully going to be able to get like rich and maybe somebody like kyle it'll, it'll just be like a total shit show uh and i think it'll be really really fun um and then and then i've got uh ellie who wants to who's interested in it and i've got um Eosin and his girlfriend who are also kind of interested in it as well. So I might try and get a another session going on that is off stream. Um, so if you are interested, uh, you can definitely join us on that one. And whenever that actually gets put together, I, I need to actually find a, uh, a DM for that. But we'll see. I, I think I'd be more interested in in a one shot because the I'm I, I'm a big low level commitment person. Like if I if you can be like okay, I just need four hours to like test the water and do like a demo day. Boom, you got me. But I'm really mm-hmm. trepidatious to be like, yeah, I'll start a campaign because that's so much pressure. That's so much. That's so much going on. Um, that's that's fun. I, so I've watched D and D streams for quite some time, um, and. If it actually started as a way for me to like uh, watch people do some voice acting and stuff. And I really got into it and I just watched so much. And I finally was like, I really want to try this out myself. I think it'll be good for personal growth, right? Because it's voice acting and improv and, and all those sorts of things, right? It'll be fun. And like, I, I just don't want to do like one of those things where I'm like, watching something happen and thinking in my head like oh this would be fun and then have the regret of net actually ever going through with it so uh i i pushed the i pushed the moon duck guys uh to to let me join and, and now i'm in their their thing and it's going great i'm having a great time i'm playing a, a character called alexander stone tooth he's a uh, a goliath uh which is is basically a half giant half man and uh, he's a uh, he's just a big, happy, dumb dude who's uh, a paladin. And so he's just very earnest, very earnest. Uh, people try and talk to him about things like like uh, Moxie's character is is about science. And uh, she tries to talk to me about science at some point in time. I told him I was really ex- like I remember one of the first things that I said to them was that like I was really excited because I, I knew almost all the letters. And there was this pause, and they were like, wait, what do you mean letters? I was like, you know, letters. I'm up to like 21 of them. And they're like, do you mean the alphabet? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and like, you know, it, it was like it, that, that part, because there was an audience there, you know, like that part was a lot more enjoyable for me because I got to see people having fun with that moment. So I could see how not having an audience would make the experience less fun. But does that mean that or I also, would be less committed? Yeah. But does that also mean that we're potentially broken people that we only want to do things for entertainment if people are seeing it? Because people should want to do things for entertainment just for themselves, regardless of like people watching that, that, that feels like a different type of, of weird. 
I could never uh, win. Uh, no, I, I, I'm going to say no. I think making other people happy is is not a, a bad thing. Um, also, I'm not the one who sought out the entertainment industry, Joey. Hey, I it fell it fell into my lap. God damn it! I wasn't I wasn't I, I wasn't I don't I don't even know what you're trying to say. Okay, I there's there's accusations that are be thrown against me. I'm gonna make a motherfucking twit logger, and it's gonna have your name all over it. Okay, Jesus Christ! Oh man, um, uh, happy to be working in TV, everybody. <laughs> Don't even do that anymore, man. Um, you you really quickly. I I, I don't want to rip us too hard off this topic, but you really quickly. Maybe I should. Uh, said 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 Ellie, and uh, it's her birthday, right yes. now currently. Yes, it's your birthday. And uh, I saw that that you had commissioned just like a dope ass art piece for yeah. her. Yeah. That yeah. That 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 involved like multiple different uh, looks that she's had throughout the years since you've known her. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and and I'm gonna admit something to you, Cap. This this might be this might be a little bit rude. Uh huh. Um, I thought she was different people at least once. <laughs> I thought no, I, that's that's totally fair. <laughs> you thought I was just like trading out girlfriends nonstop. At like, least, oh, Cap, what a player! Like he he was with that blue haired girl. Now he's with this pink haired girl. I think I saw <laughs> I think I saw blue haired girl, and then I saw like pixie cut blonde girl mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. and then it turned into like the 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 current iteration when you say it like that it really strips the humanity out of it but um <laughs> but but yeah I, I i don't think i really connected in my brain the multiple times that i that i've met her at least one of which i don't think i was sober for um and being like that's oh, yeah, fair we, these, we weren't really like people <laughs> yeah we just knew of each other we weren't really friends back then and yeah you only met ellie i think at an after party uh, I think that's accurate. And then, obviously, then recently you met her as well. But yeah, but having like because having that different of of hair, it's like it's like what people like associate in their memory. You yeah. know, like oh, blue, blue haired girl, right? So, but yeah, Ellie, uh, Ellie and I have been together a number of years, and she that artwork had. Six different, um, was it six different uh, poses? Different poses, hair, and and like dress styles as well. So, I think this is uh, solid. I was pretty, I was pretty proud of the idea. I thought it was cool. I think it's a good idea. I'm gonna give you kudos. Good idea. I also think Thank just you. generally, if people are looking for good gift ideas and they don't got when they don't have one, doing some commissioned art is a pretty is a pretty good gift idea. It's oh like, yeah. It's very personal. I'll I'll do that with you, Joey. At oh, some point in time, we get to to episode one hundred of the Sidepole Podcast. I'll create a the same montage of you and your various hair colors. That's there's just one, and it's just been getting longer since you've known me. <laughs> I don't. Know. I'll do it with your different beard styles, actually, dude. The handlebar I, mustache. If people want to see, I, really goofy. I, I tried. I tried doing. I tried doing sideburns for anyone who's looking at the at the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's better before everything else got a little bit dirty, but it was it was the worst look so far. It w- I'm very open to think that sideburns were the worst look so far. They like don't lay down properly. I don't know how people like manage like like the poofiness. I think it's just the way my hair grows, and then also it just makes me look fatter, which is something that I actively try and avoid. <laughs> something that I actually, dude, I want to talk about that for a second too, man. Fucking, how do you? How do you deal with with stress and anxiety and just like br- in a broad sense? I I see that fly flying around you. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> uh, like like I'm gonna like, be like Obama and just catch it midair at some point. Uh, man, remember we had a good president. Uh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> um, uh, how, how do you deal with that stuff? Like like what have you been doing the last couple of weeks to just un- un- unfurl a little bit? Oh, uh, Ellie Ellie pointed this out. And, uh, it is, I knew, I knew it before, but like, it is particularly true that my mood does revolve around my, my appetite, the, the food I eat. It's, uh, it's also like a big reason when, so events are like the most stressful thing that I regularly go through. Um, and I, I like 
one of those things that I like to consider is that like I'm a professional and I'll always do a good job. I'll always try and put in like as much effort as I can. And so as weird as it sounds, a big part of my job is just being happy. Like as, as talent, you, you just, you go on screen. Nobody wants to see somebody who's like bored or tired or, or sad or anything like that. Right. They generally want people who are happy and excited to be there and looking forward to the games because that's what the audience is. Right. They're looking forward to watching this Dota game and they want you to be too. And so uh, while I do love my job, uh, I because my mood is well, I think my mood is very important when I'm on camera. I am always eating at events. I eat a lot. And it's also the only time that I like drink uh, caffeine outside of tea. Like I'll have energy drinks at events as well because just to keep the energy level up. Monster so. Energy unleashed the beast. Uh, sorry, had to get that plug in. Um, <laughs> wh- yeah, I... I prefer Red Bull, but yeah, go on. <laughs> I, I, I'm, contri- I'm contractually obligated to only drink one of them ever for always. Let's go liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I... I think that I have a similar reaction with food and my reaction with food, I think I've always known was a little bit unhealthy, but the last week and a half, I think that is the first time that I've really seen myself and had like the cognizant belief that I was abusing it for comfort. And I think I'm pretty sure that I've always done that. And I don't know if I'm just making an excuse right now to myself to be like oh well i'm like having a not good time so i'm allowing myself to eat this food or if it's like the opposite way where it's like i know that i'm not having a good time and this is the one thing that i have control over and i can and i can do when i can eat more um let me ask you this did was food ever used as a reward when you were a kid incredibly seldomly okay. very very seldomly like it would be like a oh hey you went to the dentist, let's get ice cream after. But like, I, I mm. al- almost never, it wasn't, yeah, al- almost never. But sometimes, very rarely. Okay, so maybe not as a reward, but was food ever tied to like good moments? Or like, was it frequently tied to repetitive good moments? So, because Blitz and I have talked about this. Blitz, uh, he, his, his tie to food was that it was used uh, as a reward. Like when he did good when it came to like, you know, like even as a kid, when you do that, that the reading books things, you get a pizza party. But like, you know, when he did good on his test, they could go and get Burger King and stuff like that. So like food became sort of a reward system. Mm-hmm. And then for me, like a lot of my my uh, like feel good moments that I think of back with uh, with my mom, it, they're usually tied. Food is an element in there. So food just ends up, I think, becoming linked to both of our moods in that regard. And I was just curious if it was the same for you. Yeah, I think that I'm much less food as a reward and more like food as a communal experience. Uh, I think that I derive Mm. most my happiness from being around people and being with people. And the time that that most commonly occurs is like over dinner. Um, I think think it's weird to say like, oh, I like food because I like good flavors because that's like a universal human experience. I think everyone is like into food because they're like, wow, this is really tasty or juicy or sweet or what have you. Um, So like I'm really into that in the sense of just like being a foodie and appreciating that culture. Uh, But I'm also like like food has always been the constant. I mean, it is for most people, but it's always been like the, oh, hey, like it's, it's a party or oh, hey, like we're. You know, we just played basketball for a couple hours. Now let's go have a bunch of tacos and hang out for a long time. Or like, oh, it's it's a family event and there's a ham going around. Or mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. So so food was 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 pretty constant. Um, and like right now, I've I've just <laughs> food was I've, constant. You know, I ate every day. <laughs> I've just yeah, like like you know most humans. Um, and and right now I so over quarantine, uh, I have had a little bit more free time, which I've been using to just try and. Be healthier. I, I, I bought a mm-hmm. bike. Uh, I've, I've been biking around, of course, with a mask on. Um, I've I've been biking around. I got a weight bench. I've been, you know, just doing more lifting at home. I haven't been going to the gym because they've been closed. Um, and between that and almost exclusively cooking like 95% of my meals all week, I dropped 15 pounds, which I was pretty, nice. which I was I was pretty happy about. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's that's a good goal, and I, and I wanted to do more. But over th- the last two weeks, I think I've put seven to nine of them back on, depending when or when or not mm-hmm. I take a shit in relative to me weighing myself. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's disheartening. It's a good reason to stop and realize that, you know, this, this abusive behavior is going against something that I, that I have goals for, which is the, the whole weight thing that I was doing good. And it's also a little disheartening to realize how quickly I can get back to that spot just by, you know, being bad for a week. It's not like I'm like eating a fucking carton of ice cream five times a day. Um, but mm-hmm. like just just any deviation from the norm instead of being like oh you know on Mondays I diet it's like oh on Mondays I eat half a pizza <laughs> it's a uh, or a whole pizza it's it's those <laughs> it's those uh, little things so I'm trying to reconcile um, you know abusing food for happiness during this time which has been you know admittedly very chaotic for the last couple of weeks and and how to break myself from that and it's been rough and i don't know the answer (laughs) yeah yeah i uh i lost probably anywhere from like five to eight pounds um i'm not sure what i'm at now because i haven't weighed myself for probably a week or so but uh uh like even to get back anywhere close to what i was i'd probably have to lose like another 25 pounds that was like probably the most cut I was at some point in time. Um, Is that giving you like a six pack? Like if you drop twenty more five yeah, pounds, exactly. do you like see yeah, like I like had, a, like a V line or? Yeah, I, I had I had the the six pack at some point in time, but uh, I'll never get back to that. And so what I had, I accepted the fact that I was going to put on muscle instead, and I was just going to through that cheat system be able to uh, keep my regular calorie intake and uh and just you know get more buff uh rather than try and lose a bunch of weight but since quarantine's happened i can't work out so i finally accepted you know over over the last like four weeks trying to actually try and do some dieting and uh i can't tell (laughs) i can't tell if it's like all fat that i've lost or very likely i feel like it's it's a, a fair amount of muscle mass as well uh which We'll come back easily once I do start working out again, but it's just kind of sad. <laughs> I'm just like, uh. <laughs> but I'm not going to go to the gym. So, you know, and uh, I don't I, I can't motivate myself to like do home workouts. Anybody who says, you know, like, oh, you could do plenty of home workouts. It's, oh, I'm just not that interested. I'll do yoga and stuff, but I'm not going to do try and do like bodybuilding type stuff from home. It's just not it's not very motivating to me. So what I like to do in terms of home workouts is I like to really intersperse it between gaming and actually weightlifting. So what mm. I'll do is like a play game of Dota and then in between my games of Dota, instead of hitting the Q button again right away, I'll go do like uh, two sets of 15 reps of something. Mm-hmm. And then I take like those three minutes and I'm like, okay, I accomplished something. And then if I, and then if I go yeah. back and forth enough times, I feel like I do both things. Uh, I don't know if that's good workout advice. I guess in the sense doing something is better than nothing. But uh, yeah, that that's how I like to treat that stuff. But the problem is, is then like I have to take the gloves on and off because I don't want to get calluses on my hands and I can't play with my <laughs> mouse. What's wrong with when calluses? I have... What? What's wrong I mean, with calluses? These hands gotta be smooth. The weights that I have like are ki- are, ki- are, ki- are, ki- are kind of rough. They're kind of rough on like you know the many parts of my fingers. <laughs> Do you... You know, whenever somebody says something like that, whenever a guy says something like that, you know what I think of? What? Did you read um, uh, Of Mice and Men? Yes. Yes, I did read Of Mice and Men. Do you remember the the bad guy in that book? Um, Curly? And how he wore gloves? He wore... He, one of his hands was gloves. I don't know if it was like... One of the characters was that way and he he wore a glove i think on his left hand curly and, Cur- uh, it, it, it was curly it was curly yeah, i'm okay. pretty sure i'm god and, i and, i'm if if I, I have to fact check this and if i'm wrong i'm cutting it from the podcast because i refuse <laughs> i refuse to look like a fucking idiot like that i'm pretty sure it's curly go on I, I, i'm totally down to to uh uh of my, uh, it's 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 Vaseline. He has like a glove of Vaseline on it. Yes, a glove full of Vaseline. Yes, in in order for uh, to keep, keep 
keep it soft for his wife. I remember I remember almost almost nothing from that book because I think I read it in my like sophomore year or something. But that I always remember that. <laughs> and that's what I always think of whenever a guy's like, I gotta keep my hands soft. I always think of that. <laughs> <laughs> but think of the rabbits uh, cap <laughs> think of, that's not what you think about you don't no not, i don't think about that moment at all <laughs> that's, that's the whole i of, think of the glove full of vaseline cap, it's about the rabbit <laughs> i forgot all about the glove full of vaseline i clearly we didn't focus on that point in my also sophomore lit class we talked about everything else the the, the, the rabbits george the rabbits but i love um I love shared lit experiences from uh, U.S. high school because it's like mm-hmm. it's it's like the one media that you can reference, and if anyone paid even a little bit of attention, you can like talk about The Great Gatsby or of Mice and Men or something like that, and people will be like, "Ah, hey, I feel smart because I remember something I was 14." Um, yeah, writing all those essays kind of makes you remember at least something from <laughs> from the book, and plus for for like. A lot of people, it's like the first time you read a book like that, um, where like even if you do reading, right, maybe you're doing more of the reading that I'm, like I did, which is like I would read more fantasy stuff. Um, so. Whoa, hey, before we change topics too much, we just want to boom, crash, crash Indian, bam, explosion. Ah, Michael Bay up in your house uh, or in your ears or whatever, because we want to <laughs> really cap really yes and you're breaking me you're breaking me um we're here so that i can say dumb things and think they're okay and cap can laugh at me and show his beautiful teeth and we can ask you to please follow the podcast on on spotify on apple on google Podcast, whatever app you use if you hit the follow button it helps us a lot it really it makes us become better human beings it makes you become a better human being you actually feel so much joy when you hit that follow button like you should you should experience it for yourself um and if you want to watch us because you want to see our faces you can see the fact that cap is still rocking the shaved head look you can like see when we record based on how long or short his hair is uh his beard is now longer than his hair if you're curious uh you can also see the pimples on my face and the the chops i'm trying to rock which is bad um, so yeah, watch on YouTube, follow on podcast players. If you want to give us a five-star review on Apple, that helps a lot. Please, please, please. Tell, ask him again, Captain. Tell him how important yes. it is. Please give us a five-star review. Thank you. It helps us so much. And then sometimes we'll read your, your comments when you leave a review. Not this time, though, because we had a voicemail and we can only keep track of one thing at a time i can't i i i I can't juggle with even two balls i can only juggle with one ball and really all that is is playing catch with myself so imagine how sad my life is thank you for leaving your comments please do more of those let's get back to the uh the the show reno bloop i'm gonna try and make like a like like a noise like a sound effect for getting back like just put the law in order bomb bomb yeah, we had a patch, by the way. Thank God we had a patch. Holy we had, shit! We, we had a patch to the patch. Yeah, I mean that. that like we had, we did have uh, an A patch, but the big thing is we had an actual patch, and even though it came with no hero changes, which is the exciting stuff. That's like the headline stuff. If you, if you were to like, if, if patch had a headline, it would be big hero changes, you know, because that's what gets people excited. It's real meaty stuff, you know. Uh, but instead, we had item changes and economy changes, and it is great. There, there's definitely some things wrong with it, but God, they fixed so many things from the previous patch. Dota, I feel, is way more fun to play than it was a month ago. So when you open up the patch notes, it talks about you know the, the top-line economy changes, and then when it gets into items, sometimes they list them just alphabetically for whatever purpose, you know, for, for it makes sense. But here, if you open these patch notes up, the first thing it addresses is Necronomicon. <laughs> it's like, that's what everyone was looking for, right? So they put it right up top and center so people knew what was going to happen. Which mm-hmm. made me smile yeah. a little bit. Because, you know, a, a lot of things people were talking about from the last patch is like, ah, it's a zoo meta. Ah, there's a Lycan and a Beastmaster. There's all these things that I can't kill and people built Necrobook and it's so hard. There's an aura. Um, 
was was that that was a thing, but probably a bigger thing was like the shift towards kills meaning something. Yes, is that the most kills mean a lot? It? Yeah, kill kills mean a lot more, and there was a lot more experience flowing around because kills mean a little bit more. And then on top of that, the base level for experience on kills got upped two and a half times. It went from forty to a hundred. Um, oh, wow. So that's that's like a really big jump. So people are getting very high leveled very quickly. Um, I, I was saying this the other day when I was streaming, I don't think I've gotten to like, um, I don't think I've had a game, uh, a winning game anywhere, uh, anyway, where it's been like 40 minutes and I haven't been past level 25. You know, I like, I feel like I get levels so quickly when I win team fights and it's fun. Like it's it's fun getting maybe that like maybe that part's going to be a little bit broken and needs to be dialed back, but it is fun. Uh, feeling like oh, I've got I've been rewarded for killing people. <laughs> I can actually buy items because I killed things, not because I took objectives and farmed neutrals really well. Like that is such a boring way to get strong, in my opinion. I'm not a carry player, so you know that that's just my humble offlaner opinion. Where I want to go fight things, but uh, yeah, I think this patch is really good. My my shit tier carry player experience is that uh, I've always probably overcommitted to getting kills when the smarter play for the last I don't know year plus at this point has been. Why bother killing the off lane or just like let them be and ignore them and make sure you hit last hit perfectly? Where, mm-hmm. but I've I've never done that. I've been like, hey, we can kill them, so let's do it. And now I feel like I'm being slightly more rewarded for that behavior as opposed to just sitting there and being like, hey, I'm gonna last hit and deny perfectly. So that that makes it more fun. Uh, I wonder what that does for heroes who uh function better in the early game when they don't need a ton of experience because it seems like everyone else is getting experience so quickly like why would you want to be playing like non-team fight early game heroes when you can know you can get 25 earlier than normal no you're right any heroes that like all three of their abilities are really value or they have some really good talents later on into the game um all those heroes are definitely maybe a little bit too valuable right now um they changed some items as well like blade mail i love the new blade mail change it was uh broken when it first came out where you could stack blade mails but uh the i think the new blade mail i've been asking for this for a while i think blade mail was just kind of like too easy of an item to work around so now that it has a passive component to it uh i think that that is just a lot better so yeah i've been seeing a lot of people build blade mill on heroes i might not expect to build blade mill just because the passive is so good or it's so cheap like you can get a blade mill pretty quick and pretty early and then if you're you know up against anyone who wants to do right click damage it's just like oh well time to not hit them ever um i was actually I know, so we got 7.27a uh, just the other day, and I knew that Helm of the Dominator was a bit of a problem. <laughs> I knew that it was a bit of a problem, but from yeah. my my bracketed experience, I also thought Blade Mail was a bit of a problem just because I've seen it built on, like, everyone. Like, I've seen, like, four positions build Blade Mail just because I'm like, oh, hey, this makes sense. So I was I was expecting to see both of them dialed back a little bit, and I was surprised to not see Blade Mill touched because it feels a little wonky or strong to me still. And maybe that's just my bad tier experience or or the environment I'm playing in. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think they they had to handle a Helma Dominator because it was like clearly broken. Um, I think there's still things that are too strong, like drums as well as Blade Mill might might be a little bit too strong. Um, but I think that um, those changes will have to come with the next patch with hero changes, right? Because all, all of these things work together. Um, you can't just independently, uh, or at least not entirely, you can't independently nerf items or change the economy. Um, and like once the hero changes come into play, those are going to affect what items are good, right? So... Uh, I think there's like the things that are like not broken, but are really good right now. They'll probably be dialed back once we actually have some hero changes and things are figured out a little bit more. 
but Helmadom you... and, and MKB were both a little too broken. Are you expecting a Voodoo Mask to change what heroes are good mm. and bad? Because I've seen Not more really. people fuck around with it, especially, I mean, the, the obvious ones I've seen Bristleback pick rates go up quite a bit. Yeah. I think that's the, the, it's more of an outlier. Like, I think Voodoo Mask is such a unique um, item. Or rather, the item is only good on unique heroes, like Bristleback. That's the, the best example of, of someone who's good with it. Um, that I don't really think you're going to see. I think independently as an item, it's not that strong. Um, it's I should just know- very situational. I should know for people who don't know what it is. It's a 900 gold basic item that grants a 12% spell lifesteal. So yeah, it's, it's so like, it's like now, the Octarine core lifesteal component. Yeah, they they separated the um, the lifesteal and spell lifesteal components and put the spell lifesteal components into uh, Kaya and then gave a separate item that gives you um, spell lifesteal itself. Um, and so now we've got like just this lesser version of Octarine Core, which, uh, I think that's like eventually where it had to go, right? You can't introduce a concept like when they first introduced a break mechanic, right? You can't have a, a mechanic like that and only have one item for it. It It's just a little silly. When you introduce a mechanic like that, you need to be able to source it from multiple things. And I think that's eventually where Voodoo Mask is going to lead. Is It is the basic component to this mechanic that was introduced a while ago. But we're eventually, what we're going to lead to is we're going to have three or four different items that you can all get Spell Lifesteal off of. So um, I, think, I think that is what it's intended to kind of be. Um, same, same goes with MKB and its new base, basic component, which is called Blitz Knuckles, I think. Yeah. Um, so they, that is just a, an attack speed item that is in gloves of haste. So yeah, it's 35 attack speed for a thousand gold. Yeah. Okay. So it's not how even much, that cost efficient. How much attack speed does a hyperstone give you? 60. Yeah. So, so basically it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's slightly more gold efficient than uh hyperstone cause it's a thousand gold. So you can get two of them for 2,000 gold and get 70 attack speed. But uh, the Gloves of Haste is still the most efficient, but costs the least, right? Which, which makes sense. Yeah, and now... Because you can fill up your whole inventory with them. And now Monkey King Bar and Shadow Blade require Blitz Knuckle to build. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they uh, completely destroyed Silver Edge as an item with this change that they made. It is incredibly expensive. It's uh, it's like sixty one hundred gold, I think, to build a silver edge now. Whereas before, it was like forty five hundred or something like that. So it's much more expensive, and the bonuses that you get to it are really only good for like very specific heroes, heroes that like naturally like Slark, I think, that naturally wanted to build Echo Saber anyway and have Shadow Blade. So now the items combining together, they're like, oh, that's cool. But it's not like the double hit that you get out of your invisibility is is like that beneficial for most heroes or anything like that. So yeah, I can't think uh, of anyone it kinda, else. It kind of dumpstered that. I can't think of it like maybe LC, maybe. Mm-hmm. As, um, but like I can. How many heroes do you want to build Echo Saber at this point? Uh, Slardar. Yeah, I don't know. Slardar, not, not very many. Uh, Monkey King used to be one of them, but the, you can't use it on Monkey King anymore. Not for like the statues anyway. Uh, so one of one of my friends made that mistake when we were playing a, a Dota game with him. <laughs> that uh, that game didn't go well. I, I'm having oh, another one. Holy Locket change. I gotta pull that one up because eventually Holy Locket's gonna become a thing. It it's got to. You can only buff an item. And rework and buff an item so many times until it actually becomes overpowered. And now, I don't know if it's going to be this one, but it's going to be it's it's going to happen soon. Can now target allied units with magical stick active. Cast yeah. So you can like have a magical stick and then just like give it to someone else. You can give your stick charge to someone else. Yep. So it, I think it's really value on 
uh, support healers, right? Hero like heroes that already have some sort of healing, so the healing amplification is good for them. And then um, especially Oracle, because Oracle can then dump all of his stick charges into somebody that he's used his ultimate on, and then that get mul- gets multiplied twice on top of the innate healing amplification of Holy Locket as well. So I think it's uh, I think it still does that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm even looking. know. It's been reworked so many times. I presume Holy Locket still amplifies the healing that you put out. <laughs> I have never once bought that yes, item. Yes, it does. <laughs> amplifies heals you provide by 35%. <laughs> I've never once bought that item. Yeah. So it's Ever. it's uh, it's amplifying it by 35%, and then your false promise is amplifying it by uh, 100%, right? So that I think it'll be really sick on him. And maybe a couple of other healers or maybe like I think at some point in time, it'll just become a staple support item. Um, Just a question of whether or not it's value enough right now. If it's not right now, it'll get buffed up again. And then eventually it'll just become a big thing where everyone has holy locket charges. You're going to see some sort of meta where there's going to be like, you know, an off laner and two supports with holy locket charges and they all just dump their, their healing around on on cores and stuff like that yeah and maybe if they uncap the amount of charges holy locking can get so it's not maxed out <laughs> by stick charges and then you're playing up against like a zeus or something that's just casting static lightning all the time and you have, and you have like 60 holy locket charges to just toss on your carry and it's like well i guess they have a free cheese um, I don't know if they're going to make that kind of buff to Holy Locket, but <laughs> I, it, at some point it'll become stat efficient enough that it's it's value to buy. You're talking about uh, other things that have changed and, you know, friends may not notice all the changes because they don't read the patch notes. Uh, I've had multiple games where people have gotten, like, belligerent in me for not trying to take an outpost before 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, oh, dude, it's like nine, it's like nine forty. We gotta grab their outpost. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, zzz, all the towers still on the map. I'm like, actually, we can't, we can't take that back. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? Just and then they like walk over and they're like, why can't I click on it? And I'm, they die. And I'm like, I, I told you. Um, and it's very hard to take tier two towers right now. Uh, I think tier twos got buffed. Uh, I know taking towers is less valuable. I remember the tower bounty going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just remember, I think maybe it's just because the attack speed changed, but it feels like it's harder to take towers down. Um, yes. And the, the attack speed change, yeah. uh, you know, the, the fortify giving it multi-shot on tier two, which is can be pretty gnarly. And then just, you're you're almost never stealing an outpost before 20 minutes, it seems like. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. almost so, never... Uh, Getting, getting that outpost swing before the 30-minute mark. That seems like it's the first one where it's realistic. And if you are getting a Tier 2 tower and an outpost by the 20-minute mark, you're probably super ahead already, and the outpost is only compounding that issue. Yeah, I haven't watched any... Uh, well, not any, but I haven't really intently studied uh, any Dota games since um, since this, this latest patch, uh, 727. So... I imagine that games will start going later. I think games will be less snowbally, and as a result, games are in my head more likely to stretch out a bit more. Um, I think at least if they don't stretch out, like in their overall game time, it will feel like the game is closer for longer. Like before, it felt like games were over by fifteen minutes. You know, and maybe a team could make some sort of like crazy comeback, but it would have to be through team fights. Uh, But most of the time after the laning phase and like an extra five minutes after the laning phase, you could usually tell which team was going to win with like a good 85 percent chance uh, of being correct. But now I feel like games are going to be a lot more back and forth until those tier two towers um, start getting taken. So I think this patch will be fun to cast, which is a bit unfortunate because we are heading into um, a bit of a break for the tier one teams. There's still going to be some tournaments going on and stuff, but we're going into uh, a bit of a break right now. So, You care to make any... Uh... God, I'm doing the thing that I, that I know that we kind of almost hate to do on panels. So uh, I should have stopped myself, yes. but I'm doing it. I'm doing it anyways. Do you uh, do you care to make any predictions about what heroes you think are going to get some some changes with the hero patch? 
Does anyone, anyone, mm. anyone feel like they need to be helped out? You know, I always have these ideas when I'm actually playing Dota. But when you ask me outside of the game, uh, I, like, I just draw a blank. It's the same thing on panels. People don't realize how hard it is to predict heroes when you're sitting on a panel and you don't have the list of heroes in front of you. It's, I, I find it so difficult. I know uh, other like pro players that I've talked to have said that. Uh, and all the panelists I've talked to, like if they can't see a hero list, it becomes very difficult to be able to discuss because there's 120, I don't know, Ish. heroes. <laughs> so it's so- hard to think of like what heroes are left in the pool that are really good, that are good against these heroes. And it's just easier to be able to look at a list. There should be like a drafting app that that you can use when you're when you're working. Like, what you should you should talk to JJ and be like, "Hey, dude, so I need a website that I can mm-hmm. load up on a tablet that I can just cross heroes off of, but then also like select certain types and confounding variables. Like, I'm only looking at all the supports now, and then I can cross it all yeah. the other ones. Like something that could that can help you do your job better, right? I mean, I love JJ and I love ESL. Um. I don't know if I love SAP, but they, they're a heavy sponsor of uh, ESL. I, and, love SAP. I love SAP uh-huh. just as much, if not more, than I love Monster Energy Unleash the Beast. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I only drive Hondas, <laughs> in case you were curious. Okay. Okay, just just getting that out there. And my ass only goes in a secret lab chair, okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> the uh, I've never found... Any of the help, the drafting help that they give us for tournaments, um, it, like the graphics and stuff that they put up, they are almost never helpful, I feel like, as a panelist. Like, sometimes they'll, they'll be right, but I don't find them that helpful, I guess. Um, maybe they're right because it's super obvious that a hero is good, or... Like more often than not, I, I feel like it's making some suggestions that are just not that good. Maybe because teams and metas um, change mm-hmm. a, a fair amount, but like I'm, I'd be watching a team and it's like suggesting Slark, and I'm like, well, they haven't been picking Slark for a month, so I don't think it's a really a Slark meta right now. These guys aren't playing Slark. I don't think it's going to be that hero. <laughs> Uh, if I if I had to throw a hero out there, uh, I had to play Gyrocopter for my Cavern Crawl the other day. Okay. And boy, did that feel horrible! It felt it oh, felt really? it felt really bad to play like a one position <laughs> gyro. It it just felt like I was behind the whole time. Like I needed too many items. Like like there were. Seven to twelve other carries that would have done the role better every time I wanted to play gyro. Like there was no instance where like ah this is a good gyro game. Every other time it it feels like I wanted to play somewhere else. And I know that a lot of people are very polarized by gyrocopter. I feel like we're traumatized by it. You know, being on the TI stage a lot or just being kind of around in existence for a long time. People are like oh wow flat cannon so exciting. But uh but I think gyrocopter's in like a really shit spot right now. So I think that maybe we'll see we'll see something happen to him. I I I mean maybe some numbers will get changed and stuff, but I think Gyrocopter as a concept is like it's it, he's got pretty unique abilities. And I'm not sure how much you really want to change that if you're Ice Frog. There are still plenty of heroes that have boring ass passives, you know? Those are the heroes that I'm looking to to switch things up on. You know, like they did with Lich. Lich was such a boring hero. Still kind of is, but at least he's way more dynamic and interesting to watch than than before. Uh, you know, and he's still got to rework uh, Dream Protector a few more times <laughs> to really get that to really figure out what's going on with Triant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. need some. I think Lashrek has like the lowest win rate. We need to give Lashrek some love. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess again, it'll just all just kind of depend on on what kind of meta ends up getting flushed out. Because um, that equally determines what heroes are good um, on top of the the hero balance itself. So yeah. By the way, did you actually delete the the last episode, or do you just have it somewhere on your computer? Out of curiosity. I mean, I I, I save everything. Okay. <laughs> You're holding that to blackmail <laughs> me with. 
What can I possibly blackmail you with on there? Uh, I I don't know, but uh, I was I was just so the 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 thought popped into my head that uh, maybe we'll release that at some point. I also the have lost a, episode of Side Pull Podcast. I'm, well, we have two lost episodes now because I'm still holding on to the other one that is a two parter that can never be released. So, oh yeah, that is. Uh, well, I already said it somewhere publicly, but yes, we did an interview with Toby. Uh, so. <laughs> That'll that'll very likely never be released. That was gonna get released. Uh, I mean, it's it feels almost insensitive to joke about it, but that'll that was gonna get released on like the same day that his allegations did, and I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, pull it back, take it off the feet. I would have God, that would have been so inappropriate if we had like <laughs> if that had been put out the same day of all those allegations and stuff like that. Yeah, and the way it <laughs> Even works... Even better that it was a two-parter. We would have put the second part out. The first part would have been on his re- on his allegations. The second part would have been on his retirement. <laughs> Even... God. Even... <laughs> Even with, like, the way the podcast feed works is, like, I upload stuff ahead of time. So if there was something that, like, made it so that I wasn't awake or couldn't cancel it or take it down, it was scheduled to go live. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's scary. Like, I think there's, there's a lesson to be learned there that I should just be more careful because apparently you never know when, when someone needs to vanish off the face of the earth and they're already on a podcast. Um, man. Uh. I kind of I kind of feel bad for Toby sharing that story, but at the same time, uh, I feel worse for all the I women. Mean, we didn't want it on the podcast. He didn't want it on the podcast. You know. <laughs> yeah, um, man. <laughs> fuck. Um, on that note, I got nothing else left to say, Cap. I think we should take this this puppy home. Let's just let's just leave that as a nugget for the end of the show, and anyone who stayed this whole time can be like, "Wow, that's kind of fucked up and kind of funny." Um, <laughs> God, I was gonna ask if you wanted to plug anything, but then I'm like, you're not, you're not a guest. Like, where my, I'm in such a not great headspace. I don't know what's going on anymore. Everything is a fucking disaster. Can I, we, can we make an agreement, Joey, that if we're still doing this in like, I think a year might actually be too, too soon. Can we say like two years? We'll release all three of those episodes: interview part one with Toby, interview part two with Toby, and episode the third episode of me going off on toby yeah we we can do that um let's call it christmas 2022 christmas 2022 okay well, well it's a deal we'll set all, that up all for- you guys at home just you support the podcast for another two and a half years and you're gonna get a good old christmas present uh, anywho um fuck man let's 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 take this home let's uh let's let's share a voicemail we haven't got to do that in a hot minute i feel like we should we should share a voicemail so i'm gonna go ahead and put the file in right here (laughs) hey joey hey cap this is nuance i think we've interacted on twitter a little bit uh just wanted to call in and tell you guys that i really enjoyed the show and my question for the episode was what is your guys's favorite hero rework is it uh, Husgar getting that new disarm, uh, Death Prophet losing her horrible exorcism passive, uh, Ogre's ultimate starting to work on items? Uh, let me know. All right. Bye, guys. And I wasn't a big fan of the CK rework. I actually, I actually think it made him a little less fun. And I actually don't like the Troll Warlord rework either. Wait, what? I think the Troll rework was... I think it I think was... it's great. Way more dynamic and interesting. I think he's more dynamic, but like I feel like I have maybe because I've played less games than them, so I, I'm like I don't know it as well, so I'm not having as much fun because I'm winning less. I think the rework to his alt where he doesn't die during it is actually kind of fun. Um, but like the the snare over the stun and then splitting up the two different hotkeys and yeah, I, God, I didn't really like it. God. Out of curiosity, how high of MMR do you think? you could get to if chaos knight actually became a good hero because he hasn't been a good hero in a really 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 long time like if he just became a consistently strong carry a la the gyrocopters and juggernauts of the world like how good would you actually be joey uh do you know you've been playing a dog shit hero for years now (laughs) I don't know if I ever told you this, and I don't know if this means anything, but there was okay. a point in time where uh, on Dota buff, I was rated the number 11 Chaos Knight player in the world. You did tell me that at some point, yeah. 
So I don't know how that metric works because I know there were ten other better players it than me. They were they were all professionals. It's a shit metric. It's a terrible metric, Joey. Don't don't feel good about yourself for that one. <laughs> how can it be that I my win rate was so high? My farm was so above average. That's only because I played the hero in like winning situations. I only picked it into like Viper Pudge lineups or something that was that was really good. But mm, okay. I think that and, yeah. I mean it's not a hard hero to play either. I just liked I just like playing Chaos Knight. I think um I already mentioned it. I think Lich easily the best rework uh out of all of them. Maybe that's a little unfair because I think Lich before it, it's like one of those you know the workout changes or the, the diet changes, you know, the before after like the before was like 500 pounds morbidly obese. You know, that's what Lich was. Just an awful before picture, you know? So the after looks fantastic because Lich was an extremely boring hero. Uh, but I think um, another one of those, like, is the... I think the Death Prophet change was pretty good as well. Uh, again, because the before of that one ability, her it's old boring. witchcraft passive was just terrible. What a, what a terrible idea for a passive. A passive that does a small buff to each one of your other abilities. Like, it's, it's nothing tangible, you know? You want something meaty. If I, it's going to be a passive, something that literally you can't interact with actively, then it needs to, you need to feel something from it, you know? I actually think, you know, I, I said people who I wasn't fans of their reworks, but if I have to name someone, I do like the fact that Bounty Hunter steals gold. I feel like that's fun, and, and part of lore and like interesting uh-huh. and I think mm-hmm. actually one that I like more than that is the Slardar rework to where bash procs on the fourth hit every time I think that sure. sets up like really interesting like preparation for stuns and in lane mechanics especially in the early game when you're playing around with it I actually think that, that that's really fun to like count the hits from the Slardar on both sides and play around that it's uh, it's incredible that we are still doing what old Dota One was doing, which was trying to diversify from a basic skill set. Because old Dota One, you know, there was multiple Sven's who had a single target stun that they would throw, right? Uh, the the Storm Hammer, and there were tons of hero that had a passive that was basically a bash. Sniper basically had a bash. Faceless Void had a bash. Slardar had a bash. There's there's more in that list. I'm quite so Troll had a bash, right? They they all had the same ability. It was just like the numbers were just a little bit different. And then as we've gotten into the modern age of Dota 2, we've actually diversified the like that, that basic skill set into things that are much more interesting and unique. And that was that was just another iteration of that was the starter change. I'll say techies, though, as well. I think techies has been because I really enjoy Stop. playing techies Stop. now. So Stop. <laughs> you have to admit, it's way better than it used to be. I the guess. old techies was entirely predicated on setting up landmines uh, on high grounds and stuff and, and like just being extremely passive. You have to admit that it's better now than it once was. You're right. It's better than it once was, but I feel like you can never really get that stigma away from what it is, right? <laughs> if you yeah. want to leave us a voicemail, just call us. It's 805-328-4024. We'll play it on the show like that one. We can talk about it. It's great conversation. I get to hear your pretty voices and know that you exist and you're real human beings. So it's great. Just just do it. We got a couple still in the tank, but we can always use more. So please just 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 give us a call. Enjoy the enjoy the voicemail. Every time you call me, it actually rings my speakers in my room because it's just like a Google Voice. It's like tied to one of my emails. So every time I'll I'll get like spooked because it'll be like and I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, oh, we're getting a side pull call. Yes, we're getting so call him at like three a.m. West Coast time. The thing is, is that this has happened before. <laughs> this has happened before, and I've looked up ways to fix the problem because there's nothing worse than being woken up by some alert that you don't know the sound to in the middle of the night. I promise you, you just go, what? Oh, what? What's going on? What's going on? Um, that's it, though. 
don't call me at three in the morning. Do call to leave a voicemail. Do listen to the show. Do follow us on Spotify or Apple or whatever you want to do. And uh, come back, come back next week where we have a guest, a guest, a guest who's a. Uh, I, I want, I want to say he's 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 a he's a big guest. He's a big guest. Maybe yeah. He's, he's a, a non Dota two guest as well. He's a non Dota yeah. two guest. He's a very mild Dota two guest. He's someone. Yeah. He's someone who's dabbled in the scene very, very little bit, and and had a lot of talk whether he should be there or not. And you know what? I like him. So uh, tune in for that. Fuck, we spoiled that it. it's a man. Damn it, we got to get more ladies on the show. Is ladies a term you're not supposed to say anymore? Is or no? Is it? Oh no, is it woman? Because that's man. no. I believe that's bitches. Oh yeah, don't. <laughs> we talked. We talked about this one. You don't want to. You you gotta. You gotta get rid of. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut the show. Okay. I'm just gonna cap. <laughs> Stop, stop normalizing that word, okay? Okay, bye. <laughs>